We take this opportunity to congratulate Bishop Hurd, Pastor Jerry, the entire team of what used to be Christian Tavern, now Inspire Church. We count it as a distinct honor to be here at this crossover service. And uh, we congratulate you from the bottom of our hearts. It is from this church that so many things transpired in my life, and we thank God for that. Please take a seat. Uh, we, too, have very special memories in this assembly. Uh, I'd known of Bishop Hurt for many years. We came from the same uh, religious background, and at that time, he was probably one of the most sought-out preachers in our world. And uh, I was preaching in Nederland for Randon and Clark, and... Um, at that time, Perkins and Vuka had just moved to uh, CT, and uh, they'd organized for me to come and minister here at this church on Sunday. And Bishop Hurd came all the way to Nederland to introduce himself. And um, at that time, Bishop used to do this deep-sea shark-viewing thingamajig, and he had just come from tagging a big white shark. I thought, wow. <laughs> and uh, I came here that Sunday, and Mike Messingale had picked me up, and uh, they were so kind. And my first experience here was so overwhelming. But one of the things I do remember is that up until that point, uh, the gifts and offerings we were getting weren't significant and the largest gift I'd ever received in my entire ministry life was here. That gift was more than we received in over a year in other places. And Bishop apologized because he said it was way too small. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and uh, then asked me to come back for a different uh, set of meetings. Bishop used to have a conference back then. And we came for that conference and it was wonderful introduced me to some leadership materials that helped us and then come to Zimbabwe and then from here launched a significant medical program, built a medical hospital, sent it to Zimbabwe and that added so much value to our church. We're resuscitating that program because our previous government shut it down but uh, came and dedicated that bad boy and we were seeing and providing medical attention to as many as 50,000 people a year at no cost at all. And, uh, and then a few years later, the 4th of November, the pulpit in this church was hit and split into Bishop is on the floor here kicking. And the power of God had fallen in this place. All kinds of miracles were taking place. Teacher and I came on the 11th of November because we were scheduled to speak and uh, we were just sitting. And this church just sat here for six weeks. Just there was a blue haze. There was a smell of incense. The power of God was moving. There were angels manifesting everywhere. James and Tracy were going crazy, leading praise and worship. And for weeks and weeks, nobody just knew what to do. And one of the amazing things from that move of God that transpired at this church, the man that he is, uh, Bishop Bird didn't 
capitalize on it, didn't merchandise it, didn't make money on it as others would do, which is apparently an American way. And uh, we learned so much from that example. And even today, while we walked in, while James and Tracy, who have been here for, you guys started with Noah, right? And uh, you and the Simpsons started here with Noah, and you've been here for forever. In their usual way, you could feel that very special, tingly anointing that this church has become known for. And then my brother, Matthew, started attending here from way back then, had a somewhat of an experience in a different world, was received so well. And Matthew and Joey and their family started attending here and still do Matthew's here somewhere. Matthew? Matthew was here somewhere. And uh, we thank Bishop Hurd and the team for receiving our family so well. And we wish you very well. This is your very last service and last things usually become first things. Your last experience becomes the first experience for the next world. Your last day as a single man defines your first day as a married man. Your last day of being a man that's not a dad or a mom defines the first day when you become a dad and a mom, and so on and so forth. And so we congratulate you. Just a few comments and a few words that I'd like to pass to you this morning. We are in Psalm 23. Pastor Donnie, it's good to see you. There's an anointing in this church for people to stay young and look young and have all their hair. I saw Steve Miller earlier. He's still got all his hair and all his teeth, which is just ain't right. It's just not right. Psalm 23, starting from verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Everyone say, he restores my soul. The human species is made in the image and the likeness of God, and he made us tripartite beings. He made us spirit, body, and soul. The spirit was made first, Genesis 1.26, the body was built second, Genesis 2, verse 7. And then the breath of God was breathed into the body and man became a living soul. The soul is the intermediate between spirit and body. The soul is both spirit and body. The soul is also tripartite. It is the seat of the will. It is the seat of intellect. And it is the seat of the emotion. Most people in the world have a damaged, a sick soul. Because of the things that you've been through in your life. And when we are required to worship God with all our soul, it's difficult for most to worship God with all your soul. Because the soul, many times life experiences damage the soul. And it is 
it is a wonderful thing when God begins to heal the soul and begins to fix your soul. Because there's some people that are sick in soul. Their soul has been touched uh, by bad experiences in life. And when the healing comes, most times during praise and in worship, when healing comes, the soul is mended and healed and fixed. And so when God speaks to us, he speaks into our spirit. The spirit then drops that message into the seat of your intellect. And that word is then converted to be a, an experience in your life. But when your soul isn't well, the word then is misinterpreted and misappropriated. That's why you can have a church like this, where you can have a quality word that you get every Sunday. But you get different results. That is because of people's soul, the way they interpret a word that's received. Soul is responsible for behavior. It's responsible for environment. It's responsible for the way we react to a message on prosperity, where you hear it year after year after year, but you don't prosper. It is God's will. John said, I would that thou wouldest prosper and be in health even as your so the soul has to prosper so you can enjoy prosperity. And sometimes the hindrance between total prosperity is the health of the soul. Put your hand right here and say, my whole soul. I will worship God with my whole soul. My whole soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So your whole soul must bless the Lord. Must bless the Lord. Verse number eight, uh, verse number four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And here's the message for today. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm so glad that Inspired Church is moving from the North Pole to the tropics. Amen. It's so cold in this building. God does things in clusters. The Bible says it's not good for a man to be alone. And uh, loneliness is, is a killer. Uh, if somebody goes to uh, penitentiary into a prison setting and they do something that's problematic within that environment, the greatest punishment that they have is not taking away meals, is putting them in a place of confinement on their own. Because being alone makes you mad. You lose your head. It's not good for a human being to be on their own. And so God then creates a help meet for Adam and she becomes his completer. So God does things in clusters. He joins things together. <coughs> Matthew 19 verse 6 says, What God has joined together, therefore let not man put asunder. And so God has joined things together in twos and in threes. He's joined things together in fours, fives and sixes and sevens. 
Uh, and if you do a study on numerology, you'll find that all of these have significant uh, things uh, in 10s, in 12s, and so on and so forth. We'll start with twos. God has joined things together in twos. In the beginning, God created the? And the? So heaven and earth are joined together. Usually stuff that manifests in the earthly realm has already taken place in the heavenly realm. When you pray, he said you must pray, Our Father who art in? Thy will be done on as it is in? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And so God then joins things in clusters. He has joined together husband and wife. He has joined together spirit and truth. When we worship him, John 4, 24, we worship him in spirit and in truth. He's joined together night and day. Sometimes we uh, go through a difficult time. It's nothing that you've done. It's not a demonic attack. It's none of that. The Bible says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. For the night cometh. It's not demons. It's not that you're tripping. It's just, it's a night season. And night seasons are important in your life. Because you then go to experiencing a new day. The reason you need a new day is because God's mercies are new. Weeping may endure for a, but joy comes in the... And the reason joy comes in the morning is because new mercies come in the morning. So you've got to go through a night season. God joins together the old and the new. No man getting a new thing says the new is good. He says the old is better. You can't take new wine and put it into old wine skin. You can't uh, put a new patch on an old garment. But they have to work together. You have to have the Old Testament to embellish the New Testament. The Old Covenant is important because it is the schoolmaster that teaches us who Christ is. But the New Testament is important because therein our eternal, everlasting, irrevocable covenant is released. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need the Old. Amen. We need fathers to guide sons. God put together fathers and sons. He put together the law and the prophets, principles and patterns. He put together good and evil. He put together blessing and cursing. They are together. You cannot bless, you cannot curse that which is blessed. But they are curses. Moses was instructed, speak curses on Mount Ebal, I believe it was. And then speak blessings on Mount whatever it is. So there's blessing and cursing. His life and death are in the power of the tongue. Therefore choose life, he said in Deuteronomy chapter number 30 verse 19. Choose life that both you and your seed may live. God joined them together. God joined together praise and worship. He joined together tithes and offerings. He joined together tithes and offerings. He joined together wealth and riches. Psalm 112 verse 4 says, Wealth and riches shall be in your house. God joined together silver and gold. The silver and the gold is mine, says the Lord. God has joined together sowing and reaping, and there's a whole list of things. God has also joined together in twos, individuals. He joined together in, in the angelic world, Michael and Gabriel. Wherever Mike appears, Gabe is there with him. And their theme goes throughout the scripture. 
You're too serious. You're, you're too serious on the front row. You've got to smile at least once. God joined together Moses and Joshua. God joined together Moses and Elijah. They are the fathers of the law and the prophets. They meet with the Son of Grace on the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17. And so the fathers of the law, Moses, and the father of the prophets, Elijah, took to the Son of Grace, Jesus, to authorize him to release the grace of God because Jesus comes to fulfill the law and the prophets. Fulfilling the law and the prophets then licenses him as the releaser of God's grace in abundance for all humanity. And so the two are speaking with Jesus. And when Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration, there is a boy that's demon-possessed. And the father tells Jesus when he asked the question, how long has this been with him? He said, from a boy. And he said, what are the symptoms? He says, this boy is thrown into the fire and is also thrown into the water. And this continually happens uh, to him. So Jesus cast out that devil, which was a sign that he received an impartation from the father of the law and the father of the prophets. Because Moses was the one that had power over water. He used his rod and separated the sea. He used his rod and turned the Nile water into blood. He used his rod and struck a rock and water came out of that rock. That rock was Christ. So there was a sign that he had received an impartation from Moses. And then Elijah was the, the prophet of fire. And so it was Elijah that called fire from heaven. So when the demon was cast out of this boy, it was a sign of an impartation. And Jesus was able then to deal with the demonic forces from a legal, legitimate position. He joined together Caleb and Joshua, Elijah and Elisha, Peter and John, Paul and Silas. And God has joined together in collective names in twos. There are only five individuals that God called their name twice. Abraham, Abraham, Moses, Moses, Samuel, Samuel, Peter, Peter, Saul, Saul. Those numbers are mentioned five times. Those names are mentioned uh, in numbers five times, which is the ultimate number of grace. And each of those individuals speak of establishing a position. God also joined things together in threes, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, as we experience God. As human beings, we are body, soul, and spirit. He joined together an apostolic order, which we see in, Meth in uh, uh, Genesis 1, verse 14, and in chapter number 37 of the book of Genesis, where Joseph says he had a dream of the sun, the moon, and the stars. That was not just part of creation. It's an apostolic order. Shall we, the sun, shall the stars, shall the moon and the stars bow down to you, Joseph? And what Jacob was doing, he was interpreting Joseph's dream. He was revealing an apostolic order. Revelation chapter number 12, verse 1. I saw a woman clothed with the sun. The moon was under her feet. And the Bible says she was wearing stars around her head. And she was carrying a mature man-child. That's a revelation of apostolic order. So the sun, the moon, and the stars is apostolic order. God joined together in Aaron's anointing the head the beard, the garment. When the oil hits the head, which is a sign of unity, it goes on the head, beard, garment. He joined together in worship when we call on God. Holy, holy, holy. It's prophets, priests, and king. 
It's the tabernacle, the courtyard, the holy place, the holiest of holies. In the tabernacle, you have three metals. It's brass, silver, gold. You have three lights, the sunlight, the candlelight, Shekinah light. And then you have in the feast, you have Passover, you have Pentecost and tabernacles. When we think about what Jesus did, it's the death, the burial, the resurrection. It's faith, hope, and charity concerning God's world. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect world. In him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. We worship God in psalms and hymns and in spiritual songs. The Bible says he prepares a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, he anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. God put together the table, the head, and the cup. I'll get there in a minute. He joined together Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He joined together Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Ah, yes. Peter, James, and John. Bible says what God has joined together. Let not man put asunder. Turn to your neighbor. Say, God has joined us together. I told Chichi, baby, if you ever leave me, I'm going with you. Amen. Amen. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Hallelujah. When God does something in a life, I got about three more minutes. When God does something in a life, he joins together purposefully for your destiny and for your intention. Let me preach for a few minutes here to the Methodists before I go to the church of Christ. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. The reason you have to have enemies is so that they can see the table that God has prepared for you. Sisters and brothers, God doesn't give you a plate. I said God doesn't give you a plate. God never gives a plate. He gives a table so that your enemies can choke on what God is doing in your life. Oh yes, put that in your pipe and smoke that. Amen. The devil is a liar. When adversity comes, when you see adversity rising in your life, don't concentrate on the adversity. Look at look for the table. There has to be There's got to be a table here somewhere. The reason God gives you a table is because a table increases your options. If God just gives you a plate, it might just be chicken or a piece of meatloaf and a touch of mashed potato. But when God puts a table before you, there's filet mignon. There is salmon up there. Yeah, there's crawfish. Amen. There's boudang. Is that what you eat? Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can I preach to somebody here who feels a gumbo anointing? Yeah, it might be chicken soup for somebody, but for somebody else, it's a, it's a ribeye steak. I feel like preaching to somebody here. Shout, God is not giving you a plate, he's giving you a table. Oh, the devil is a liar. And when he gives you a table, it means he's going to increase your appetite. Your appetite for more. Your appetite for something you've not had before. Amen. 
To somebody it might be fish eggs, but to someone else it's caviar. Because God will then increase your palate. Oh, taste and that the Lord is. Oh yes, get ready for a table. Inspired church, when you cross over, your table is going to increase. The miracles are increasing. The blessing is increasing. The power of God is increasing. I feel like preaching up in here. Thank you church for all you've given us. And thank you for all you've fed us. And thank you for all you've taken for us. But we're crossing over. And we're going to a place where our table is increasing. If you have a hand, give someone a high five. Say see ya. And inspire. Next week. I gotta celebrate my last dance in this church. Oh, 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 oh. I feel like shuffling. We've done many rope-a-dopers in this church. We've done many, many rope-a-dopers in this church. But baby, the rumble in the jungle is over. We're going to another level. Hitherto has the Lord kept us. Deuteronomy 1 verse 6. We have dwelt long enough around this mountain. We're crossing over. Give three ladies a high five. Oh yes. (laughs) Can I preach like I feel this thing this morning? (laughs) If your enemy is Jezebel. And Jezebel wants to take off your head. God will send you to the brook called Cherith. And in view of Jezebel's palace, she'll see birds coming in the morning, carrying steaks for you. And lamb, rack, chops, the devil is a liar. You know there's going to be no pork in that delivery, amen. (laughs) Sending Elijah all kinds of chicken cuts, ostrich steaks. For nine months, in the presence of Jezebel, God set a table In the middle of a famine, a widow woman was set to feed Elijah in the middle of the presence of the enemy. Oh yes, you can be in the wilderness. Pharaoh chasing you and no place to go in the future. But every morning you're getting bread. They called it manna. Give us this day our daily bread. And then they get chicken at night. Amen. They got Boston chicken in the middle of the wilderness. Can you say amen, Kentucky? In the middle of the wilderness for 40 years, eating chicken every day. How do you want it? You want it baked? You want it crispy? For 40 years, a table prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. So whoever you are, whatever devil is chasing you, I'm eating in the presence of my enemies. If the devil has three nails for you, before he administers those nails, I'm sitting at a table and I'm breaking bread and saying, this is my body that's broken for you. I'm holding up a cup and saying, this is my blood that is shed for you. Devil, you might give me three nails, but I'm eating in the presence of my enemies. Judas, put that in your ganja pipe and smoke it. You can betray me, but right here at this table, I'm eating in the presence of my enemies. Come see me three days from now. You can call me on my 800 number. (laughs) 
Your legs may have been broken as a little boy because of mismanagement. But the king is calling you from Lodabar. Mephibosheth, come now. I want to feed you and give you bread continually at my table. You might have had misfortune where something's been broken in your life. But God, yes, has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Amen. I feel it. Amen. I feel it. I feel I feel a soul food anointing coming on me right now. I feel an ox tail coming. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Say my table is anointed. Shut my table is anointed. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Amen. Jacob is running for his life. Gets to Luz in the middle of the night. Finds a stone. Makes it a pillow. Wakes up in the morning and says, I didn't even know this is the house of God. Let me come and preach here to the church of Christ. Amen. I didn't even know that this was the house of God. Gets a bit of oil. Pours it on that rock. He was anointing his head. Christ was his rock. He was anointing his head and assuring the Christ in him. God is about to anoint your head with oil. Shout, my head is anointed with oil. Is that anointing oil that hits your head that will turn you from chasing donkeys to become the first king of Israel? Is that anointing that will change you from being a, a simple shepherd to becoming the shepherd that leads a whole nation? Your name is David. If you're visiting Simon's house and he doesn't offer you oil to anoint your head, and even though Simon's a leper, God can arrange for some girl to come and break an alabaster box on your life and anoint your head with oil. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he hath anointed me. It's the anointing that breaks yokes. It's the anointing that breaks chains. It's the anointing that comes in your life that brings healing. Turn to your neighbor say, I am anointed. I'm anointed for great things. I'm anointed for the future. I'm anointed for breakthrough. I'm anointed to be a millionaire. I'm anointed to go to the next level. I am anointed by the power of God. I'm anointed by the gospel of God. I'm anointed for other levels. Give the Lord a hand of praise for being anointed. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Shout, my cup runneth over. My table is anointed. My head is anointed. But my cup is running over. Surely my cup is running over. Sisters and brothers, if you want a sign of leadership, look to see who's got a cup in their sack. If you want to build a city, find a Nehemiah who is a cup bearer. If you're looking for a wife, there's a Rebecca at a well that's got a cup that can draw water. Shout, my cup is running over I'm calling for a running over anointing your cup is about to run over the cup of your prayers are about to be filled God's about to answer your prayer and make a way where there's been no way so many prayers have been answered in this place but we're crossing over prayers are being answered children are about to be saved miracles are coming breakthrough is inevitable My table is anointed. My head is anointed. But devil, you and your mother-in-law, I'm telling you, my cup is running over. 
My cup is spilling over. It's coming off my street. Going into the cul-de-sac. Going into my neighborhood. My enemies will know that my cup is running over. Give yourself a high five. My cup is running over. High five yourself again. My cup is running over. Use your first name and say, Tudor, my cup is running over. Three times. Tudor, my cup is running over. Tudor, my cup is running over. Tudor, my cup is running over. I just dance for my cup my god I feel like moon walking up in here if James Brown could see me right now my cup is running over I won't be jealous of you because you deserve every blessing you get I now prophesy in the first year of Inspire Church, you will accomplish more than you've done in the 31 years Bishop Hurd has been here. Acceleration is coming. Come on, let your faith rise. Just receive it. Let your faith rise. Amen. God's about to open your eyes to see that they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Oh, yes, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. You're going to get more bang out of your buck when you get over there. Because places and location do make a difference. There is a difference between Shiloh and Zion. The Ark of the Covenant was at Shiloh. There was nothing major that took place in Shiloh. It was in Shiloh where Saul killed the priests. But when they moved that same Ark to Mount Zion, a tabernacle called the Tabernacle of David was established. When Solomon built the temple, they took that same Ark, moved it from there, and put it in the temple. And that became a hallmark of faith that remains till today. So places do matter. The money and the value changes. The value and the premium on your life changes. The quality of your prayers and the way they answers are answered changes. So you're crossing over by faith. We're walking by faith and not by sight. Expect miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after breakthrough after breakthrough. The world is going to be inspired by what a humble people will have done. Join hands with the person if you have a hand. Some of you haven't stood yet. Stand. Amen. Get a life. Stand. Key of F sharp. The anthem that Andre Crouch wrote. We won't do the first part. We'll just do the second part. He... Has done great. Come on, everybody. He has done 
take it up to G. Andre James Amen Masterful playing Father we command your blessing On every woman and every man For the seeds they've given For the prayers they've prayed For the tears they have shed For the sacrifices that have been made For the significant attendance That they've shown Year after year For the faithfulness that has been given And Father we thank you For your rewards And you are rewarding with riches For things that money cannot buy You are rewarding We ask you to bless our children Bless our grandchildren Bless our great grandchildren Bless them to a thousand generations Father what has been done In this great assembly And in this great church We pray that you carry it over And count it to our benefit And inspire We command that blessing Together we say thank you Thank you For what you've done here Thank you for every experience here We thank you for adding value here But now we thank you in advance For what you're going to give for us And give to us in the name of Jesus Now clap your hands together everybody Clap your hands all ye people And shout unto God With a voice of triumph